0: Praise and worship, thank you so much for for blessing us always with your with your with your beautiful voice. Also sing you, thank you so much for coming through and blessing us with your voice. Um, we haven't had a lady sing with us in a while, so thank you so much for blessing us. But without further ado, family, let's pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and We thank you that you are our God and thank you for your word and thank you that you help us understand your word um, and and help us apply it to our lives in the 21st century. Thank you Holy Spirit that you are with us, that that, 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 that you will ready our hearts, that you will challenge us and change us through your word. And above all Holy Spirit may you point all of us to Jesus Christ. May Christ be lifted up so that he can draw all men unto him. In Jesus name we pray amen and amen for the last two sundays we'll be we've been talking about um, wealth and i would like to continue with the same theme for today like with everything in life there should always be guiding principles so that we don't just do things for the sake of doing them but that there should always be reason why we do what we do and in the same way god is giving instructions to the wealthy today commanding them on how to live with their wealth now before you think well you are not really wealthy so this sermon is not for you i want to say hold on wait a minute and let's look at what the bible says and then you can decide what god is saying to you today without further ado if you have your bibles with me swipe click and turn with me to the book of 1 timothy chapter 6 verses 17 to 19 and let's read it together Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. Which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. In this letter, Paul told Timothy how to combat false teachers, how to order the, 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 the church, the worship in the church, and how to choose church leaders, and how to prudently deal with different classes, social economic classes, Within the church, and in this specific part, Paul was advising Timothy on what to teach those whom are rich or whom are considered rich in this world, and that is what we are going to focus on today. Now, the first instruction Paul uh, tells Timothy is that he says, Teach those who are rich in this world, teach those who are rich in this world. Paul is instructing Timothy to teach them who are rich in this world because it is important that the rich is also taught. That he needs to focus on them, how to conduct themselves, where to bring their focus. We cannot just leave them and feel, well, the rich have managed to accumulate so much uh, wealth, so they, they are a step ahead of the rest. So we don't need to be taught, so they don't need to be taught no matter how much they have. Now in order for us to really understand who are the rich in Paul's world that he is talking about, let's establish that first so that we can grasp the full weight in this text in what God is saying to us today. So now I'm not going to focus on the rich in Paul's world. I'm going to focus on the rich in our world so that we can understand what God is saying to the rich today. Now studies have shown that to qualify being part of the top 10 percent of the richest people on the globe on the earth um, you have to need you, you 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 have to have the following things to qualify for the top 10 richest people rich, the top 10 percent of the richest people in the world you need to live in a house meaning you need to be able to have shelter over your head you need to be able to open your fridge and have a choice of what you want to eat that's what qualifies you you must be able to open your closet and choose what you want to wear for that day and when you open your tap there's clean running water whether it's hot water or cold water you can bath in you have a bath in your house you have a shower in your house that's part of the top 10 percent of the richest people in the world the the top 10 percent of the richest people in the world also owns a car and with that most of them have a little house next to their house where they park their car. We In South Africa, we call it a garage where you park your car. You'll be able to save money for retirement and always complain that you never save enough money for retirement. You've got spare rooms in your house and more than one bathroom and you can afford to send your kids to private school and the list goes on and on or even normal school. But that's when you are part of the top. of the richest people in the globe and here is what Paul is commanding Timothy to teach those people teach them not to be proud and not to trust in their money which is so unreliable some some translation says or in the uncertainty teach them not to trust in the uncertainty of riches pride is a constant danger with riches it is very easy to believe that we are more or i am more valuable because i have more than the person next to me or than the person on the street not only does this mean we must not think we are better than others because we have more than them but the opposite of pride is humility Pride says my money can sort this out. Pride says I am better than this person. I, 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 I am more advanced than this person on the street because I have more than that person on the street. Humility says, Lord, I trust you for it is only by grace that I am blessed with so many things. And this is what Paul is telling Timothy to teach the rich in his church. That they should rather trust in Jesus than in their money. Their faith and their identity should rather come from Jesus than from what they own and how much they own. Let me make an example. Behind me here, you will see on the screen, they will fly a 200 rand note. It's the highest notes, currency note we have in South Africa. And the value of this note was given to it by people. In other words, people decided what the value of this note is these people have the ability to increase its value or to decrease this value of this 200 note a lot of factors determine the value of this note but the bottom line is people influence those factors and in turn that determines the value to this piece of paper on the back screen on behind me This piece of paper is so important to us that we base our whole existence on acquiring more and more of this human-made piece of paper. People have killed for this and are still doing that. I mean, we see all over South Africa the evidence of that. Marriages have been destroyed. Because of this piece of paper. Because of the value we have placed on this. Nations have been toppled into war. Because of the value people place on this piece of paper. Much worse, people even sell themselves, their bodies. Because of this piece of paper. Now the value of this is all good and well. But there's one problem with this piece of paper with this 200 rent note, with this thing we call money. And that is that the value of this money is uncertain. Now if the value of this paper then is so uncertain, why do we allow the world to tell us that our whole existence on this earth should be to get more and more of this in order for us to be happy? In order for us to have life and have it to the fullest. In order for us to to, to be happy with it. Why do we allow something that people gave value to. To determine the outcome and the direction of our lives. If that piece of paper is then so uncertain. Even in today's life. But there's one person I know of which is the most certain person in this world and out of this world before this world and after this world he is the most certain in this realm and certain out of this realm god knows our tendency to trust in riches instead of in him he guards us against this danger because he wants us to trust in the person which is most certain and that is in jesus christ and not in the uncertainty of earthly riches It is nice to have earthly riches. It is good to have earthly riches. But we need to trust in the certainty of Jesus, the person of Jesus Christ, much more than in man-made things. Good example is money. How much more certainty do we want than Jesus Christ and in Him alone? Family, as tempting as it is, don't make the mistake of putting your faith in the uncertain things of this world. And currently the the thing that this whole world is grappling with is in the uncertainty of finances, the uncertainty of money, the ability for people to determine the one day the value of it and the next day it might not have value. How dare we as believers put our faith in money? that's controlled and manipulated by people but there's one person and his name is jesus christ the author and the finisher of our faith the only certain person we should put our faith in verse 18 paul tells timothy to teach them to use their money to do good instead of trusting in their money teach them to do their money, the rich, to do their money, to, to use their money to do, go, to do good. That they should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Family, being a giver and doing good with our resources is what guards our heart from materialism and trusting in the uncertainty of riches. Many think the main reason for giving into unto the Lord is because the church needs the money. That isn't true. The most important reason to give is because you need to be a giver. It is God's way of guarding you against greed and trust and in uncertain riches of this world. That's why he says it's better to give than to receive because to give is more for the benefit of the giver than it is for the one who receives. God will provide for his work even if you do not give but what will happen to you if you do not give what will happen to your heart if you do not give if you do not give your of your material things to the Lord's work how will you be storing up for yourselves a good foundation for the time to come how will you lay hold of eternal life will there not be some Perhaps many who do not enter heaven because their heart was really far more comfortable, you on earth with its material rewards. When you give, it says that you are not for material wealth. It says that you are trusting on the Lord. It says that your, your wealth and your foundation is in the Lord, but your provision comes from God and that your treasures are not on this earth, but are in heaven where you will spend eternity. That's what we say when we give. That's what we say when we look to the, when we when we look after the poor. That's what we say when we look after one another. Paul continues to instruct Timothy. He says by doing this they will be storing up treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Paul's idea w- To Timothy was this. He says. He he was telling Timothy. Leave the pursuit of money aside. And be content with your work as a minister of the gospel. Your hand is not big enough to to lay a hold of two things. Therefore, since you can only have one. See that it is the vital thing. Lay hold on eternal life. Family. You cannot buy eternal life. You cannot, you cannot work to get eternal life. Rather invest in having eternal life than invest your, you structure your whole life around becoming rich. Where your wealth becomes an idol to you. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus refers here to the love of money. We cannot serve two masters. We will either hate the one and love the other. We can only serve one Lord. Secondly, don't make the mistake like the world, thinking that you can live your best life only if you had more money. That is a lie that the world is selling us. A wise old wealthy man from my previous church, who who I still am friends with, Always used to tell me constantly, he would say, Oh, and, oh, and listen to me. If there's ev- anything that I can teach you, it is this listen to me because I've been there. They say the more money you have, the easier life becomes. But let me tell you that they lied. The more you have, the more complicated your life becomes. Now I have to keep track of so many things, and I wish I had less uh, things so my life could be more simpler. And I only have to think about Jesus and read his word in my old age. I cannot even take these things. I spent my whole life working hard on to get to heaven with me. It was all a waste of time to go to get these things. Jesus said, I came to give life and give it abundantly. You cannot have life without Jesus. You can have millions in the bank and businesses, and all these things, but if you don't have Jesus, you do not have life. Jesus is the way. He is the truth, and He is life. Life revolves in Him, through Him, and around Him. Don't make the mistake of thinking, if you have more money, your life will be better. Your life will be better in Jesus, whether you have money or not. For our older viewers, you might remember that old song sang by Jimmy Reeves. Um, I grew up with the song and I remember it so well. The song says goes like this. He says, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by His nail-pierced hands than to be a king of a best domain. And beheld in sins the dread and sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than worldly applause. I'd rather be faithful to His dear cause. Jesus wants you to have true life. In this realm and in the next realm. That's why when we live, we live for eternity what we do on this earth will echo in eternity with jesus but you cannot have true life as as he wants it if you continue pursuing things more than you are pursuing jesus christ paul ends this part of this letter to timothy by saying the following by doing this in other words by obeying these commands They will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. And by future, Paul meant that we will be with Jesus when he returns. Family, let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we repent as a church as a people as your body we ask for our forgiveness where we've been in a place where we've pursued more the wealth of this world and we've structured our lives more around the wealth acquiring the wealth of this world than structuring around our lives around the things that have eternal value father we ask for our forgiveness that we That we've been living our life as if we are going to stay on this earth forever. Instead of living our life, preparing for our life for eternity with you. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would help us. That you would guide us. That you would be with us. And that you would help us on the way that we may not deviate from this truth. But that whatever we do on this earth, that we would do it with eternity in mind. We ask this in your precious name. Amen and amen. President worship team, over to you.